So there is a direct encouragement by Prophet Muhammad SAW for the believers to be likable, to have a very pleasant personality, character that people around him appreciate that, like enjoy being with him. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillah. Wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah. Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi. Wa man tabi'ahum bi ihsanin ila yamidin. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Waalaikumsalam warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Brothers and sisters, welcome to the Barakah Effect Podcast. And the topic of our discussion today is how to be more likable at work. So in this episode, inshallah, we'll be talking about the art of collaboration and working with others. Basically, the habits of likable people and the kind of people who you want to work with. The kind of people who, when you are present, mashallah, you are appreciated. And when you're gone, people are like, oh, where is he? I want to be in the team with him. You know, that kind of thing. So what does it take to be these kinds of people and how can, is this something that we can learn or is it something that we're kind of born with, right? So that's what we discuss on how we can uh, inculcate this in our lives, inshallah. So in this, in, in this topic, we're going to discuss two major things, themes about number one, why are we discussing this subject and who is this subject aimed for? And secondly, is the discussion itself. How can we be this great team player and to be more likable? How can we develop this art, this skill to collaborate with others and be versatile in different environments and thrive as a team player? So first and foremost, uh, let's talk about why do we have to, why did we choose this topic and why is it so significant? And for that, we'll pass it to the one who chose this, which is Brother Amir. Tafadal. brothers. So why I choose this topic is like a, at my workplace, I'm actually amazed with certain individual who I look up to, and, and and they always have a very amicable personality at work. Yeah, like uh, like just what Brother Faisal mentioned, when they are at work, people actually appreciate them. Sometimes they they are they contribute a lot. People appreciate them for their work, and sometimes they don't. People appreciate them just for their companionship and for for the advice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, uh, and maybe they're not giving hundred percent, but maybe fifty percent. But people still appreciate them. And sometimes when 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 they are not there. For instance, if we are not in the meeting, they say, "Oh, I wish, I wish we have taken him to the meeting. Yeah, he would have, he would have uh, neutralized this this person's effect, things like this. So this kind of, and these people are not are very, they are not venomous mm-hmm. in personality. They are actually very subtle in, in in the way they speak, in the way they act. Really good character, and and I think when I look at these people, they, oh, this is some something that we should have, yeah? because when you have someone who's very uh, uh, welcoming, that that you actually like to be with them, I think. Two things I, I I noticed. Number one, the uh, the teamwork actually becomes stronger with the team, and hence you actually reduce the stress level of working. Actually, people come to work. Maybe sometimes the task might be difficult, but knowing that okay, I have a, a team member that that's that's very supportive, that that helps uh, me. It, hmm. it it, it kind of like a, uh, helps me to 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 uh, balance my my stress level. And at mm. the same time, when you when you have that that bonding, you deliver more things. If it's just by yourself, you probably perhaps can cover ten things. But if you have two person, three person who's like that, you probably can can you can go further in 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 any work that you do. So mm. I do believe that if we are if we are a person who who is like this, who is likable, maybe uh, it will give a, a lot of positivity in, in the uh, at the work that we do, uh, whether it's to ourselves as well as to our team members and colleagues there. So that's why I think that maybe it's something that we should discuss this week. Yeah. How to have that likable personality that uh, can really bring a lot of positivity to to the people that you interact with on a day to day basis. Mm, mashallah, very good. Yeah, so I just want to add to that as well. Uh, just to remind where this where does this all ultimately end up in? Is uh, basically Allah tells us in Surah Maidah, "Wa ta'awanu ala birri wa taqwa." Collaborate towards righteousness and piety. Because that this idea of collaboration, it, it always yields more than the individual contributions itself. Huh? It's not like one plus one equals two. It's actually more than that. Yeah? And this is true for business in the professional environment, as what Amir is saying. But even more so when it comes to religious efforts, especially when it comes to da'wah, right? things where we commit for the sake of Allah, things like charity efforts in sadaqah and da'wah. You know, if we want to realize this, then we have to rectify, rectify ourselves first on how we want to realize this collaborative environment. Yeah. So I actually just want to share to everyone actually on a personal level for me, right? Uh, this is actually a skill that I found myself lacking actually. So years ago, I when I did some muhasaba, 
I realized that, oh man, I, I really need to work on this. You know, I, I realized that there are certain characteristics about the way I conduct myself. It's not a very uh, likable kind of guy that you want to have on your teammate. I had this dominant kind of character. I talk people down and I when, when people, you know, I had differences of opinion with me. I, I, I always have this kind of negative perception against them, I kind of brush them off, ah, you know, like your opinion, you know, that kind of thing. So then uh, I realized that after some time, uh, this is not the kind of person people want to work with, you know? So it's something I had to fix, right? So that's that's what motivated me. And I feel like this is something that we have to talk about. Lah. And now after years uh, of working right now in the professional environment or so, I, I realized that this kind of skill, this ability to work with others, to be likable, is actually a very much, very a very sought after skill lah, in the professional world. Lah. In many jobs, actually, you cannot avoid not working with others. But the trouble is, actually, many employers and companies, actually, they don't realize or acknowledge it. Huh? Do, you, do you, not, you guys notice this? Like In the interviews, like, there are very few questions that aim towards uncovering this aspect. Mm. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like it's like we all know it's important, but somehow we don't flesh it out. You know what I mean? Mm. So right, kind of a gap there, right? (laughs) Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to share some some personal anecdotal observations. Uh, This is just my maybe it's a limited perspective, but just want to share like some observations from my personal uh, personal experience in my in my workplace. Yeah. So I've seen with at first hand within our own engineering team two extremes when it comes to this kind of team playerness. Yeah? So on one hand, mm-hmm. I have this one guy, really brilliant guy, mashallah. He's excellent at his job, very sharp, very efficient at his work, does it very quickly, strong business acumen, has this unique ability of relating technical engineering work to real-life practical application. And he's quite new, but I think his technical knowledge is even better than the seniors. So, right, he's pretty good, right? Pretty kind of high-fire guy, right? Yeah. But he has one problem. He's very rude. He's very obnoxious oh. to work with. Oh. And he's very intelligent and he knows he's intelligent. So this kind of makes him kind of arrogant. And because of that, it's very mm. difficult to work with him. And, you know, he, he, like, he will always make condescending remarks against other people. You know, whenever you know, he'll trigger very, you know, remarks like insulting things towards other, other team members. And whenever he does something, he kind of keeps it to himself. He's a selfish kind of guy. Mm. And so when I when I got to know, when I started to work with him, I, I thought to myself, this guy is brilliant, you know, but at this rate, if he keeps burning bridges, I don't think he'll really realize his potential, man. Because he's, he's brilliant, right? But, you know, at this rate, I don't think he'll go very far. And true enough, I found out later on, his performance ratings, despite his brilliance, has not been very good. In fact, he has been one of the, the bottom performers in, in succession, actually. So I thought, oh, wow. That, I mean, <laughs> in fact, what he actually happened? got on... Yeah, what happened, right? So he got... Mm-hmm. So eventually, because of his personality, he got on the bad side of, on some of his managers because of this kind of rebellious mm-hmm. kind of character, you know, mm-hmm. subhanAllah. Mm-hmm. And on wow. the other hand, yeah, on the other hand, I've seen the other extreme as well. So I've seen some people who are maybe not necessarily so... Not, not the sharpest tool in the shed, maybe not so intelligent, but because they have a very, you know, mashallah, very collaborative team spirit, they, they have this humility to learn, they collaborate well with others, they grow not so fast, they grow steadily, steadily, but because they build the solid solid relationships, right, as they grow, mm-hmm. and then when they do get promoted, they become very loved and liked leaders who inspire a lot of loyalty and collaboration. So I think, you know, I, when you look at it, in, in the beginning, in hindsight, in, when you first start off, you, you have this mindset that this kind of aggressive behavior, that's what gets your head, right? But actually, mm. when you draw it up, Ah, you 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 kind of like oh, you realize a, a different perspective on the hikmah now. Yeah. <laughs> and trying to that right, but like before that, like the, the driver for me to be likable at, at work, and and even at, in personal life, there's a lot of uh, you can tie that to religious uh, uh, objective to to be likable by your family members. But at work, in the past, I always tie this to like a dollar and cent, like for you to be likable at, at work. So because one day you all of us will be promoted, and we'll need to work with people. And if you don't, if we burn bridges early up front, then we have no one to work with, no one we can trust on. So it's always like I, I, I tie to likable to some uh, monetary means or, or, or growth or, or material growth. Yeah? But then what surprised me was that when researching this topic, yeah, then I found it this actually there's, there's two hadith. This is like a, uh, both are great Hassan. One is like the believer is friendly and likable, and there is no good in the one who is not friendly nor likable. And the best mm-hmm. of them are the most beneficial to the people. So there is a direct uh, encouragement by Prophet Muhammad for the believers to be likable, to have 
a very uh, uh, pleasant uh, uh, personality character that that uh, the people around him appreciate that like enjoy being with him yeah and and this is part of uh, also good akhlak yeah so so now now we are muslim we have got another another uh, motivation, motivation right? for yeah. that yeah, mm, yeah and that's yeah. the so, primary motivation right now is because our rasulullah told us to do that to yeah, us to yeah. us to be a likable personality yep uh, islam really how to say is a is a religion of fitrah it's a we are humans right we we need to work with others so we need this skill to to interact with people we need to be likable so when when i heard the hadith just now for the first time i was like subhanallah being likable is sunnah mashallah <laughs> i mean reflecting all all of the points uh, the brothers mentioned before on the hadith and also brother faisal's personal experience at work actually in my workplace as well it's a client facing sort of workplace and environment whereby actually when you think about it the real barometer of success is not really your technical acumen per se but just how you deal with clients and how clients reciprocate to how you deal with them interact with them ah, so that actually progresses um, a project and makes it successful or makes it usually un, uh, unsuccessful as well and even mm-hmm. even some clients you see sometimes some clients are does there's they don't have this this particular likable quality then it usually makes the project very difficult so actually when when i observe also things in my workplace from ourselves and from the clients being likable on both sides is something that helps uh, the success of a particular project so this is really important mm. yeah Mm, Masha'Allah. Yeah, I just want to add, inshallah. Perhaps uh, all these things it reminds me of a hadith of the Prophet when he said, you know, he 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 told us that among the things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent him, uh, Allah sent him to, to this nation is first and foremost to to uphold tawheed, right? The oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But again, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also sent the Prophet as a, a mercy for mankind. But one might ask, what does it mean to have the Prophet to be the mercy for mankind, right? But this hadith of the Prophet when he said, Inni lam uba'ath la'anan wa inni, uh, wa inni bu'ithtu rahmatan So it means I was not I was not sent to invoke curses. Meaning this, this includes all the vulgar things that you might see or, uh, you know, action-wise or the speech that one shows, right? But the Prophet continues continues by saying, but rather I was only sent as a mercy, subhanAllah. So the mercy of the Prophet shows through his daily, you know, uh, his his muamalah uh, his with the people around him and how friendly he is, you know, subhanAllah. And uh, therefore he said in, in another hadith, Ar-Rahimuna yarhamuhumur Rahman, irhamu man fil ardi, yarhamukum man fil sama. Right? The Prophet, the Prophet said, the merciful will be shown mercy by the all merciful. Subhanallah. So be merciful to those who are on earth, meaning those around you, your friends, your family, your colleagues, right? And the one who is above the heavens will have mercy upon you. Subhanallah, brothers. This is something that we all should strive for, right? Having, you know, uh, attaining the mercy from the most merciful. So this is a very important um, topic to this to discuss, inshallah. Yeah, and it's like, like for instance, like being merciful to people, because like people say that how's the best way to actually get to other people's heart, right? Like some people say like the best way to to the husband's heart is from good cooking by the wife, yeah. <laughs> for, the for, stomach, for, eh? for for not for average people, some scholars say that the best way for to 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 a person's heart is through good akhlaq, even though to a good good character, good morals. Even though some people they might have tendency that they, they like money, they like power. Okay, maybe they will not see the akhlaq at first, but eventually throughout time. If the person keeps on uh, uh, showing good akhlaq throughout time, he will eventually realize that as well. Maybe, maybe at at start he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't appreciate that good akhlaq. He only likes uh, material things, but eventually he will he will still get it to him. Even it's just a matter of time. So the best put, the best way to a person's uh, heart is good akhlaq to to another person. You know, I may say this. It reminds me something of what my parents used to tell me. I just reminded I'm just reminded of this right now. They're telling me that. You know how uh, a lot of government officers, 
when they retire, normally you expect them to be like chairman for some organization, you know, like board of directors, that kind of role, right? But yeah. so what my, my parents uh, were telling me is that some of them, when they were in government positions, when they had that authority, they, uh, they, they were very mean to people. The akhlaq was, mm, you know, not, <laughs> not very likable. Let's put it that way. And then once they retired, they will show. Nobody will call them. And then oh, they are the ones okay. who express to my father. They're like, hmm, orang pun call I. You know, like, nobody's calling me. No, nobody's, nobody's inviting me to be one of directors, that kind of thing. And so my, my father was the one who's telling me, yeah, because when he was in power, because when he was in authority, we need to seek him. Oh, he was very mean to us. He was very... And then now, yeah, I mean, who want to work this, with this kind of people? So actually, it, 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 will, it will catch up with you sooner or later. If it's not in this world, in, in the hereafter. Mm, and maybe just oh, to add as well uh, something about, about just the context of why it's important to talk about this idea of collaborate, collaboration it's not just a professional environment but also the reason we need to speak about this is because of the need to collaborate in da'wah and you know in, in the past I just want to share with everyone I've been, I've been quite actively collaborating volunteering for different organizations and different types of activities and I saw a very troubling trend and I noticed that it's very difficult for Muslims to get along subhanallah like in my in my observation, it's so difficult for Islamic organizations to hold it together for for a cons for a long duration. It's always usually fractured or they are gone. Sometimes what happens is there's a discussion, there's a disagreement. It gets heated up, it blows up. People leave group. Then they say, "Ah, oh, I don't want to do anything with this guy anymore." Right? You guys seen that, right? We we, yeah. we have been in some of those groups as well, right? <laughs> Sometimes because of these simple disagreements, they severe the, they sever the personal friendships that they have. Right? Before that, they were friends and then it's gone. And then, and then sometimes I, I notice this trend as well that like people study a bit of knowledge. Alhamdulillah, Allah give them some knowledge. But, but what happens is they become very firm in their conviction and then uh, then they, they become very, very confident with the, the, the explanation of the shuyuk they study with. But what happens is they impose their opinion. They didn't want to listen to other people. So what happens mm. is some du'an, it kind of gets to their heads as well. They realize, oh, you know what? I don't need this organization. I can do, I can do well by myself. Then they break away, they break up, they leave, they form new organizations. What happens to the previous organizations? Some of them try to soldier on, but not so strong. They were limping, right? Not, not so strong because yeah. they lost their star, star players. And then, then they, they build new organization. And sometimes that new organization also fractures even some more. Who loses? The ummah loses. The students, the followers, right? So this, that's the thing, right? So I feel like at this rate, if, we, if this is the kind of fracturing that we have, if it's difficult to collaborate no, that one organizations are so volatile. We don't get a steady momentum that we we don't have that collective strength of a jamaah. You know, so we don't really get to fully realize that ta'awanu taqwa. So I feel that like this is why this is something we should we should really emphasize on, so that we can really learn to get the sum of its parts when it comes to collaborating for the sake of Allah. So let's go to the second second part of the discussion now. So yeah, let's let's discuss this. How do we develop this? How do we develop this uh, likable trait? This, uh, how do we hone this art of working with others and to be a great team player? Yeah, I, I, when I try to do a bit more research, research on, on, on this topic, yeah, a lot of the points, not, not from an Islamic perspective, but even from, from, from Western uh, uh, motivators, they, they, they come up with a lot of tips that, that suggest a, a strong connection to, to morals, characters, yeah? And, and uh, for Muslim personally, it's, it's akhlaq, yeah? And, and just like what I, 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 I gather from a, a scholar, they say that the best way to a person's heart is, is, is through good akhlaq. I, I like, like, uh, and our scholars has come up with so many like uh, overview pillars on, on how you actually should, because when you talk about the subject of akhlaq, it's, it's a lot, it's immense. Yeah? You can, uh, to, to, to have practicing akhlaq, all of it is difficult. So maybe we, uh, like mm -hmm. one, one way I, I, from my research is that maybe we can uh, uh, channel it through, through certain uh, to a more to to um, to pillars so you're easy to, to focus on your effort so like like uh, what, what I like is like one is from Hassan Azbas Hassan Al Basri when people say how what do you mean by uh, good akhlaq so good akhlaq is three pretty much to say that, that number one you you remove harm from from others and you don't actually inflict harm upon others so the first one the second one is actually you be a source of uh, of kindness to him I mean you help them with something and the third one is be pleasant to them. So that, that's just a, a, a generic overview. That's from Hassan al-Basri. But, but from, uh, from another scholar like Ibn Rajab, 
he mentioned that the, the four pillars of, of of good akhlaq is that number one, you 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 constrain your your tongue to only speak good things. And uh, you know, like gossip is actually one of the things that that gets people riled up in the in the office. Yeah, gossip, insult, co- giving condescending remarks. That what Brother Faisal mentioned. That is one of the things that that hits up all the office dramas. Yeah? Like all, all, all everything got boiled up because of this, because of, of the tongue at, at the workplace. Hmm. Now that's the first one. Like con, con, uh, control your tongue. Hmm. Speak only good things. Number two hmm. is like stay away from things that doesn't benefit you, that 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 doesn't involve you, that doesn't concern you. Sorry, things that doesn't concern you, stay away from it. Yeah, like uh, focus on on the work you do, focus on the team you have, on the friends you you actually uh, have established. Focus on that more. And, and number three is do not be angry. Do never be angry. Always have mm-hmm. your your anger check. And, and number four, really love what, for others what you love for yourself. Meaning, you you share goodness to others as how you want that goodness to come to you. So that, that's that's what uh, Ibn Rajab mentioned. Like uh, uh, he quoted another scholar from uh, from the, the Malik uh, Madhab on on four pillars of good akhlaq. These are just overview. The, the details are inshallah we will talk about it later. And another one I like to share is from uh, Ibn Qayyim. I mentioned like. Uh, What are when you say about good akhlaq, it's all it's, it's tied down to to, uh, to 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 these things like having patience, preserving your self dignity. When you say preserving your self dignity, meaning like you always want good to people, but not to the point that it actually pulls you down, like 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 morally makes you wrong. You. Yeah, oh. don't don't do. I mean, you have you do good to people, but make sure you do not tarnish your own reputation. You do not do things mm. that might jeopardize your your integrity your 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 dignity your 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 uh, your records yeah and 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 third is uh, having courage having courage, like for instance like if you need to to stop harm on your colleague yeah like you need to back him up you back him up yeah you have that courage to say hey you know mr so and so i've known him for five years i worked with him on a lot of projects he's actually a good guy i mean have that courage yeah and if you seen him being harassed you and if he feel Um, unable to 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 ask for help. You ask. You be that person to ask for help. And when he you see he's being harassed, you be the guy to stop that that harassment. Yeah, have that courage, and, and also like a have some have a sense of justice. Yeah? Like a, know what rights that you should give your 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 colleagues, and fulfill that rights. Mm. Yeah, mm, this is just overview. Yeah, you know maybe uh, just just to share as well. Maybe some people, when they hear these concepts for the first time, right, they might feel intimidated by the idea. Oh, mashallah, so many different uh, guidelines, so many different hadith. So I think uh, just to give some, maybe just some suggestions, lah, as a starting point, if you want to have like an idea about what it means to be a, to be a, collaborate well with others and to be more likable, first ask yourself, what is the kind of person you enjoy working with, right? So for I relate back to this hadith, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, you do not have true iman until you love for others what you love for yourself. So what's the kind of team members that you love to get along with? So this, I'm sure we have that kind of person, right? So for example, mm-hmm. somebody says that, oh, brother Aziz, you're going to work with Shahmi. They go like, yes. Or maybe you might, have, you might have somebody who says, oh, brother Aziz, you're going to work with Fulan Fulan. Huh? What? You know? <laughs> yeah, for real? Yeah, for real? <laughs> so I, so I'm sure all of us have that, right? At least more than one. Mm-hmm. We have a few, right? So ask yourself, what makes you so excited to work with that person who you are excited to work with? And at the same time, what are the characteristics that that person that you don't really like to work with? What what is what are those things that upset you when it comes to working with them? So actually, if you can do that, most likely those characteristics that are positive about them, most likely, inshallah, you'll be able to find a hadith about that, inshallah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Like smile, right? Always yeah. smile. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Call them by the the proper calling, right? Like, I think this also needs a bit like like understanding of the the company's culture or, or the or the people's culture, yeah. So for instance, like uh, some culture, they like it, it feels closer when you call them by the first name. Oh, mm. but not not all cultures are like that, right? Sometimes you might be working with someone more senior, and you can call hey, Jeff. He he might feel offended. Maybe <laughs> he's like 60 years old. Oh, what is Pangs like calling me Jeff? Mr. Jeff, for you, <laughs> may have a bit of uh, appreciation for cultural differences, yeah. Like uh, in certain culture, for instance, it's 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 actually uh, harmful to call them by their complete full name. It's like a it's a it's very uh, confrontational. Like if like his uh-huh. names like uh, uh, Jonathan Chin uh, something uh, uh, Yen Singh, for instance, do, do not call him by his full name. 
Calling the John, telling you, oh, what's up, man? I do something wrong? Right. Yeah, I mean, have some appreciation to that, yeah? Culture, I mean, understand the culture, the, the, the culture you're working at, the, the organization culture, yeah? Have a bit some appreciation on that, yeah. Right. Speaking about name, right? Uh, remembering people's name. I remember this book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. It's that is one of the one of the six ways to make people like you is remember a person's name because uh, for that okay. person, his name or you know when when someone call out uh, when we, someone remember our name, we will surely oh this guy remember me right Mashallah. because a person's name is this uh uh Del Kenagi Kenagi said that. Uh, a person's name is uh, the sweetest or the most sound in any language for that person. For for mm-hmm. you, if, if you remember, or if uh, someone is uh, maybe your boss or your manager or any CEO, if if they remember your name, will you be like, wow, he remembered my name? Yeah, you surely yeah. like him. It's like attention to small details really make a difference. For example, yeah. that skill that Brother Aziz mentioned, if one can pay attention to that skill and just let, let's say practice it in the workplace. I think that will enhance the working relationship in the sense that oh, the, the receiving person will say, wow, okay, that person remembered my name. Oh, it means, means a lot to people, you know? So those are the things like sometimes it just looks like something small, but actually it can really uh, emphasize how, how likable a person can be. With these mm. small details, so as Brother Faisal mentioned, also as well, it's it's a list of skills. You know, I always thought, you know, when I I see people who are very charismatic at work, very uh, likable at work, a lot of people seems like they are like you know born with it or naturals with it. But mm. actually, these these things they are skills that can be really learned. But the, the thing at honest for, for some people that may perhaps are not natural to it, uh, we can hone it and refine it as we experience more and more in our workplace and our daily dealings that we can inculcate it to become our characteristic. And, and um, especially reflecting on the many hadith of how Rasulullah treated uh, the people around him. This is a great way to mm. great, gain inspiration uh, to, you know, like let's say, you look at a hadith, for example, um, how Rasulullah treated the young, uh, for example, how he treated Anas bin Malik. Uh, mm-hmm. Anas mentioned in the hadith that he never admonished him, like, why did you do such and such, you know? Uh, so basically, it didn't admonish him in a harsh way. So looking at that hadith, for example, we can, let's say, just reflect on the hadith and try to implement it in the workplace, like one hadith, at a time, you know. So after a while, you you find that you you incorporate so many good things from uh, the akhlaq of Rasulullah Sallam that it becomes part of your character, inshallah, in the workplace. So this is uh, one way to go about it, inshallah, as well. Okay, can I? I'd like to like tie the, the points between Brother Aziz and Brother Reza. Just not like Aziz mentioned about remembering names, yeah, and then Brother Aziz mentioned about like the fine details, picking up those fine details in a conversation, yeah. Because sometimes what people had is like, you know, this water cooler talk, it kind of like end there and nothing happens after that. But sometimes if you if you pay a bit more attention, you, you pick up some, maybe some weak signals from his work or, or and maybe the uh, next time when we had the conversation, you, you talk, you ask about that. Hey, I, I heard about uh, how, how's it going with that, with that, with that, with that project. Yeah, I mean, it must be, uh, and give some encouragement to them. Like, oh, I heard that projects uh, is tough. I think only tough guys do tough projects. Something like that, give some encouragement, yeah. Like uh, but uh, pay attention. So so in the next conversation, it, it, it's not you start fresh, but you you start from somewhere. You continue from somewhere you have done. You have uh, you have left in the previous conversation, yeah. Or maybe he, he talks about like uh, his 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 vacation in a particular place. And then next time, then the next maybe six you see him maybe after three months or six months. Are you gonna revisit that place again or I mean continue from where you mm. left off? Yeah. Mm. It's like high, having high mm-hmm. emotional intelligence and emotional mm. awareness. That's right, indeed, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, that's a really good point. I want to pick up on where what Reza mentioned as well. So actually, the essential characteristic to be likable is actually sabar. When you all ground it back, it all comes down to patience first, right? So even if, for example, what, what Ami mentioned, right, the pillars of good akhlaq, do not harm, uh, leave off what benefits you, do not get angry, 
all of this can only be made possible with sabar. Sabar. So the hadith that for me, like, if we want to really ground our to be likable and to be a better team player at work, is a hadith where the Prophet ﷺ says, the Muslim that mixes with people and is patient with their harm is better than the Muslim who does not mix their with the people and does not is, is not patient with their harm. And in the narration, it says, the believer who mixes with people and bears the annoyance will have a greater reward than the one who doesn't mix and doesn't put up with their annoyance. So actually, the, the key to be having a big, great team player is to have the sabar. And it's, just, it's a specific kind of sabar, right? which is the sabar of putting up with people. You know, I'm sure people, will, I'm sure you've heard this statement all the time. They say, you know, work is difficult, it's challenging, but it's okay. It's the people that I cannot <laughs> I cannot stand. You hear this, right? All the and time, all the time. All the time, right? And the way people say it is as if, oh, the problem is my culture, my workplace, my Ooh. office, my organization. No, my friend, everyone faces this. <laughs> the problem, it's, it's a people challenge. This is Sunnatullah. This is how Allah created human beings. It is supposed to be challenging. And that's why the Prophet <laughs> put a higher level of reward for those who can mix and bear their harm, right? So <laughs> if you have the sabar, with other people. Free pahala. Right? Yeah. Indeed, yeah. Yeah, that's right. You get the extra rewards, right? The multipliers go up, right? Yeah, yeah. so when you have the sabar, that's when you can put up with other people's antics. Right? People have all sorts of, you know, comes in all shapes, sizes, and mushkilas, right? And <laughs> when you have the sabar, that's when you can respect them. Even if you differ with them on personal principles, that's not easy to do, yeah? Because in the workplace, you meet all sorts of different type of people, right? And then when you have sabar, this is when you can refrain from imposing your opinion because sometimes that's for the greater good. That's not easy to do. That requires sabar, right? And for you to listen to others, even if you think that your opinion is superior, that requires sabar, right? Restraining right. yourself for anger. That is a trait of a super important to be likable, right? That requires immense sabar, right? And even when you speak about like things like what Reza and uh, Amir said, right? To say positive things, to remain optimistic when you're under stress, Oh man, that is a lot of patience required, right? That's the, the thing that we can learn from the Prophet ﷺ, like what Riza is saying, right? Anas bin Malik. Can you imagine? He served prophet, the Prophet for 10 years. Every day he met the Prophet. Never once did he, he get, you know, like uh, rebuked by him. Wow, I, can you go for 10 days without rebuking your son? <laughs> so, oh. so difficult. <laughs> Subhanallah. Sorry, yeah. So patience, the, the core here is patience. And I think uh, get, gearing back to what Riza is saying as well, sometimes you feel like, oh, maybe I'm not, I don't have, it's not born in me. But the, the good news is it can be shaped. Yeah, the Prophet says, Whoever tries to be patient, Allah will make him patient. So pretend, pretend to be optimistic, pretend to be not hot tempered, pretend to be, you know, uh, respect people's opinion, and eventually you will respect. So, mashallah, I think this is really interesting. When you have sabar as well, right? Like when you have sabar, and you couple that with being calm and not and don't jump into conclusion and that don't 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 have knee jerk reactions, yeah, you actually think better, yeah. You can actually come up with a better conversation, especially when you are in very difficult, very difficult situation. No, you always look highly about the people who's always optimistic when when there's when there's difficult times. Yeah, that's this guy is excellent. He he he's always optimistic, and that what that one of the things that that comes from that the origin place is sabar. Because you hold yourself from, from, from jumping the gun in making any 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 comments, what and you use your brain to actually think yeah. and and filter whatever is bad and only speak what is good and and and, and which is a, to always come up with all to look things in a positive man, uh, light in in all typical scenarios, yeah. And, and also when sabar, yeah, we talk about sabar. Sometimes this is like uh, in in workplace competition is there, yeah. Where there is competition within the team, amongst the team, there will be competition. But if you have sabar, like uh, try not to compete when possible. For instance, uh, avoid uh, you do your best, but not trying to compete against against your, your your members, your team members. Yeah, so you gen you foster a better relationship. So you know, people say hey, this is not my rival; he's actually my colleague. So even though you're you're in the you're you're gonna give like something, like uh, for instance, you 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 and your team members, you have come up with some really good plans. Yeah. When you present that mem- uh, that point, split the, uh, the the credits. Yeah, you don't have to take all the credits to yourself. Split the credit, mm. so you know that this is actually uh, it's, it's a team effort. It, it's much better, even though it, it, maybe certain organization they say, "Oh, this guy is not 
he's not a, he's not an alpha male in the office yeah he shares <laughs> his credit uh it's okay i know i'm i'm okay i i i risky is from allah it's not from you yeah. so yeah, i have my identity of, of work the, yeah, yeah this is many of thing win win thing win win ah, yeah yeah in the seven habits right yeah 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 <laughs> and actually you know um if you think about it uh having sabar in the workplace uh not competing with others just for the sake of being competition uh having high competition actually all these you know how how does one get about having all these qualities is actually to start with having the mindset uh, of ibadah work as ibadah when you see when you do your work as an act of ibadah automatically you know inshallah allah will grant you the the means to have sabar in the workplace because your the hat that you wearing in the workplace when you have this mindset is that okay you are here to find risk you are here to uh, make the effort to get the risk for your family for example so it becomes uh, something that you do say for the sake of allah because it's an uh, ibadah and if you if you think about it that way then the qualities that are you know in your fitra is much easier to attain because you are thinking from the the angle of um, it being an ibadah and not just for the sake of the dunya per se so perhaps to start with the mindset of the akhirah and i mean in, in everything we do we should do that but also especially in the workplace if we think of it as we are we are going for work to please allah to hope to attain mercy from the most merciful then that's a good place to start so that you can easily try to have these kind of qualities uh, such as sabr such as having good akhlaq in the workplace so so perhaps that's a good mindset or a place to start from yeah mashallah and maybe maybe one of the ways that we can inculcate that 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 feeling of you know I'm doing this for the sake of Allah. I'm doing that for the sake of Allah, right? Is to continuously, you know, whenever we have the time, maybe sit sit down and uh, be with the scholars and probably read a couple of hadith um, and or, or just uh, reflect on the meanings of the Quran, right? Because it's subhanallah, it's Allah is filled with filled with you know motivations. You know, if you do this, then you will get this. So just sitting down and reading that and absorbing all this, you know, these words of wisdom. from uh, from rabbil alamin i believe that's enough motivation for us there's another there's a there's a hadith that i i think that um that might motivate us uh, i'm i'm sure uh, i i'm sure that it motivated me when 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 uh, it comes to you know critical situations especially with uh, the children and you know are uh, dealing with them right sometimes you you get to the boiling point where you just want to blow up right so this hadith where the prophet saw some he said it beautifully he said inna allah rafiq inna allah rafiq wa yuhibbu wa yuhibbur rifqa indeed allah is kind and he loves kindness and then he said wa yu'ti ala rifqa ma la yu'ti ala ala al-unf and he rewards for kindness what is not granted for harshness subhanallah and then he said he does not reward anything else like it So imagine if the prophet saw some said that that means the reward must be so big so immense he does not reward anything else like it and what can be more immense than to be protected from the hellfire right so that's why in another hadith uh, this, uh, the prophet saw some he said ittaqunara walaw bishiqil walaw bishiqi tamra he said fear or guard yourself from the hellfire even if it's with half a date so you know when uh, you know sadaqa is uh, something um, that is um, important in islam we we give sadaqa we give charity to people so the prophet said so some said if you have half a day give it away give it away to for to those who need it and then he said something that is uh, re- uh, relevant to this uh, discussion he said if he cannot find it faman lam yajid fa bi kalimatin tayyibah he said if he cannot find it then with a kind word so a kind word brothers and sisters that uh, those who are listening when we are faced with you know uh, situations that that make us you know very angry r- remind ourselves with this hadith and the ayat for the verses of the quran you know and then subhanallah it, inshallah allah will help us allah, allah will help us and inshallah say only good words and act only accordingly act 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 with the actions that you want allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept you accept it 
right? So it's one. Uh, so my point is that try to continuously, you know, um, you know, uh, teach yourself, make, uh, increase the knowledge of the deen so that inshallah we can understand what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has prepared for us when we uh, actually be patient in dealing with uh, all those around us, our friends, our colleagues, and especially our family members. And just to add on that, on that mashallah, on, on rifq and kindness, right? The one that Shami is mentioning. Actually, right, if you do this professionally, normally you are, are much more preferred than other people. Do you notice there are certain professional services, you go back to them and you consider them to be better than their peers purely because of their kindness to you. This happens Sahih. a lot, especially for doctors. Mm. Yeah? Sahih. Sahih. Right? Especially yeah, for doctors, yeah. uh, especially for like this, mm. the, the ladies, right? When they have their ONG favorites, right? It doesn't, mm. they're not differentiated by their knowledge or their expertise. Huh? They are mm. they are chosen because she listens to me, she's patient with me, she's very calm, she also keeps me calm. So the, the sometimes the mm. doctors who have this very sharp tongue, you know, they are like they, they you know these kind of comments are like. I don't want to yeah, see you yeah, again, yeah. lah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and then you think about it. Even simple things that all of us can relate, right? If you take a hailing service, right, like Grab or Uber, right, what's most likely going to make you give him a five star rating? Most likely the manners, right? Yes. Do do mm-hmm. are their driving skills really significantly better than the four star <laughs> drivers? <laughs> so actually, I relate this back to my job as an engineer. Also, I mean, I'm probably I'm probably way behind a lot of my peers when it comes to some technical knowledge but that people touch that that custom that that you know that that focus that that the way we deal with people that's the one that people will remember us and that's the one that people will enjoy working with us so actually it, it does have a very strong impact professionally also and at the same time sure. it's something that Allah is pleased with so you also get reward in dunya and hereafter mashallah win 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 mashallah yeah i guess another one also i want to add um about this, uh, the likable characteristics is humility. As I'm saying in Arabic, I don't know how it sounds. How, it sounds something like "by opposites, something is known." Have you guys heard of this phrase in Arabic? By like, by having by having a, uh, what kind of drought, you know that the, you 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 appreciate rain. Right, exactly. <laughs> by tasting the bitter, you appreciate the sweet. Right. Uh-huh. Okay. So mm. so how is being humble more likable? Well, basically, do you like an arrogant guy or not? <laughs> so now okay what is arrogance right so islamically is arrogance as the prophet described is nas, rejecting the truth and looking down on people right see now when they're when people are arrogant generally speaking they don't make good team players at all right especially when they start looking down on people they consider themselves to be superior they are more likely to number one opinion impose their opinions reject other people's ideas disrespect them right because they're arrogance right less willing to listen to others, even if oh, maybe... Yeah, that one is a dangerous one, right? Because mm, yeah. what other people, they might convey some truth. So this also relates to the first one, right? Batarul haq, right? Rejecting the truth. And the people who have arrogance also, now this is a dangerous one, they are more likely to commit insubordination. They are more likely to disobey people, to question the leader's orders, or even outright reject. And because when they do this, right, they have a very, they have a, how to say, impactful social impact to the others. It will inspire others to like, yeah, why do we have to do this? Huh? So before that, we were like, yeah, so okay, right? But because of these, you know, yeah, these yeah. Uh, black... Give black this shubaha to people, right? Exactly, <laughs> shubaha. Right? Oh, bad influence. Exactly, yeah, bad the toxic influence, guys, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So contrast this to the guys who doesn't have arrogance, right? Somebody who's humble. If you have humility, on the other hand, number one, you're most more, more likely to accept constructive criticism. You know you are fallible. You mm. know you have weaknesses. You know you have uh, room to improve. So you're more willing to listen to other people's ideas. So you have the patience. And you know, you, your, your humility acknowledges that, yeah, maybe other people, they have better ideas than me. You know, I'm not perfect, right? I have my limitations, right? And because you're, you, this humility also makes you more likely to cooperate for the greater good. Even if that means you have to probably, you know, okay, just bury my opinion first. Maybe there's something that, 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 uh, that, that's better that I don't know of. And, you know, of course, doesn't mean that you, of course, if something is wrong, you still have to say it's wrong. But instead of just openly attacking or doubting the leader, what you want to do is you want to politely ask them, have the wisdom to ask them ask them personally, you know, maybe give them suggestions or feedback. This is what humility is about, right? So, okay. you know, if you have this kind of character, isn't that more likable than the loud, horn-tooting kind of <laughs> character? Right. So, yeah, I think humility is very, very important.
Mashallah. But especially now, you know, in an age where sometimes the, the good values are not seen to be good and the bad values <laughs> are not seen to be bad. That's right. Like in the, the, the era of fitna that we are in, you know, sometimes people applause people who are you know dominant and yeah. voice voice their opinions in a strong way at work yeah. these are the values that people uh, let's say play, play importance nowadays so that's even more imp- why imp- it's even more important to look into go back to basics and look into the good values because actually these ones although maybe temporarily people don't see them as something you know good or something uh, let's say virtuous but actually in the long run you will find that these are the ones that will make you successful because sometimes you know in this in this world that we live in nowadays the values are jumbled up i would yeah, say that's true right so yeah. subhanallah <laughs> this is my observation i, guess. I think yeah. one one thing of like uh, to be a likable person is like to to provide help if someone asks from you, from you a help, try your best to 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 fulfill that help. And if you can't, at least try your best to link them to to who can do it. Yeah. So that, that's that's uh, that's one of the best way of having all these professional affiliates is that you can't do this, but somebody needs that service. Okay, I'm sorry, I can't do this. Maybe try asking this person. Yeah. You, you try your best to 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 at least open up his path to to, to give a solution. Yeah. Try, try your best to do that. Yeah. Basically, this is. Practicing generosity lah in in uh, simple terms, just being yeah. generous. It's actually a form of sadaqah. In fact, there's a hadith actually uh, that's related to this. The Prophet Sallallahu says the most mm-hmm. the people who are most beloved to Allah are those who benefit other people the most. And mm-hmm. then he continued further. He said, the most beloved actions to Allah Azza wa Jal are to cause happiness towards a fellow Muslim or to relieve relieve him from hardship. So, mashallah, this is actually a form of ibadah. Mashallah. <laughs> and you can foster the relationship but let's say you, you just you help him through another person you can just come back and say how was it did you manage to solve your, your issue so that, that perhaps is mm. the next step to, to establish a, a better working relationship yeah, between both of you yeah yeah, and it forms like a really good opinion on if everyone does that for each other you know yeah. how how positive mm. that team will be how wow. that environment will, will yes. be like a Environment of learning, environmental of uh, environment of uh, helping each other. So this is something that you know companies really are looking to <laughs> inculcate in their work culture. Yeah, so, yeah. And just to just to ground this in hadith as well, there's a prophet. The hadith in Al Bukhari where the Prophet Sallallahu said the translation is, "The best of omens are a word of optimism." Uh, have you heard? I think you've heard this hadith, yeah. right? It's a bit difficult to translate, but. Uh, the Prophet Sallallahu doesn't like us to talk about bad luck. But when you talk about optimism, thinking, oh, mashallah, I think today is going to be a great day. You know, that kind of uh, like uh, optimism and to, to lift people's spirits mm-hmm. up. Actually, the Prophet Sallallahu encouraged us to do that. And actually, right, if you have people like this at the workplace, you also appreciate them. I know one brother, it's always nice to have him around. When you post things, you always go like, thumbs up. You say, oh, mashallah, jazakallah khairan. And you are like, oh, yeah, you know, you feel excited, right? You're the kind of people that have them around. And actually, if you think about it, right, in Sirah, you have the companions were like this, especially Abu Bakar, as-Siddiq, radiallahu anhu. Every time the Prophet, then he will go, yeah, like he'll be the, the, the first one forward, right? The Prophet, sallallahu asked them their opinion on Battle of Badr. So he's the first one to speak up. And he's not even like a trained fighter, you know, he's like he's a businessman, right? Then he's the one who's like, Ya Rasulullah, if you tell us to cross the ocean, we'll cross it for you, something to, to that effect, you know? So, mashallah. And, and you as a companions, when you hear people like this, you're like, yeah, man, I, we got this, right? <laughs> mashallah. <laughs> <laughs> Human beings, right? So, it yeah. affects other people around you. So, that's what I try to do. So, as, as much as possible, when I'm in certain groups or certain uh, organizations or even within the workplace, certain WhatsApp groups, when people give some messages, try as much as possible to, you know, simple thumbs up and say, yeah, awesome, keep it up, you know, that kind of thing. It doesn't harm us, it doesn't cause us anything. Why not, right? Mm. You know, being comp- you're talking about compliment, yeah? Like, uh, this is, uh, I learned from, from my, my, my seniors, yeah? like, uh, you can actually make the person who compliments you feel much better. So, for instance, like you say, hey, Amir, great presentation, yeah? So, instead of, thanks, instead of just saying thank you, you can say this, like, uh, it means a lot to me coming from you. Something ah, like that. Yeah. Uh, okay. 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 Wow. Man, I, uh, wow. Thanks. I mean, you, you helped me on, 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 and you say, okay, you helped me on this, 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 this. I mean, 
throw, uh, share that compliment back to him. Yeah, that's uh, that's where I'm trying to, mm. to go with. Yeah. I see. Tai Chi oh, back sure. the compliment. Uh. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, that's good. I want, I want to share one. I think it's an underrated skill to be likable. Hmm. It's to be a good listener. Ah. ah. Okay. okay. You know, yeah. sometimes when uh, people ask for our advice, sometimes we, we, we like to jump to conclusion or jump to or just giving advice without listening empathically <laughs> Yeah. Let him finish his uh, problem or issue first. Yeah. We always like we listen just to reply. Yeah. We don't listen to understand. Or yeah. uh, then, then we give our opinion. I think I learned this from um, my previous boss. He was like he hears, he listens to everyone first, and then he would give his idea or his he 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 summarized everyone's idea. He was the, I think, the most likable boss I ever ever worked with. Oh. Being good, good listener, I think, is the most underrated skill right now. People mm. learn to just to give uh, their advice or or just to give a jump into conclusion without listening first. Yeah. Sometimes, like what, yeah. like uh, what uh, this analogy of of listening, taking time to listen, uh, churning all this information before giving a reply. Yeah, like one way to to an analogy to this is like in school. Yeah, when sometimes we have to write karangan. Yeah. <laughs> the, the better karangan we write, the current essay, the better essay we write yeah. is when we have more information. So if people is halfway through their conversation and you stop them, you give your your reply straight. Actually, <laughs> you only taking only fifty percent of the information. So uh, maybe your essay is like not gonna be not gonna be awesome. If you just yeah. hold it for a while, take more information, then perhaps yeah. you're gonna give a better night a better better response, better reply. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, by the way, actually, this is a really good point to highlight. The Prophet Sallallahu was an excellent listener. So actually, he already taught us this sunnah, actually. And actually, mm-hmm. just to reflect also, one of the techniques uh, that I learned from the book, Never Split the Difference, the Art of Negotiating. So mm-hmm. one of the key skills of negotiation is active listening. And one of the skills that he teaches is, uh, what does he call it? Mirroring. So I don't know if you read the book. It's a really fantastic, yeah. uh, fantastic strategy. Yeah. What you do is yeah. every time people speak to you, you repeat the last three words that they say. And that's all you have to do, right? They might have said uh, 10 sentences, but just repeat the last three things. Immediately, that will that will uh, tell communicate to them that you've been listening. And then when you do that, actually, they are the ones who will, yeah, exactly. And then they will continue. Or then you continue, you repeat the things, <laughs> then they will continue. And then, you know what? You understand me. I challenge the audience. I challenge the listener. To, to to do this seriously yes. it works it's especially to your kids yeah, exactly oh, exactly okay, okay. and your spouse your... Okay, exactly okay. and your spouse something exactly. to try <laughs> I, I yeah. just want to say that by the way I just blow all our tricks man like uh, this, this oh. repeat the last <laughs> sentence yeah, like... actually I, I, I blew my cover <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, you're right. Uh, actually, this is a, said a really good point. I this is fantastic, especially when it comes to kids. Mm. If you want to influence kids, mm. they they express their concerns, and you just repeat, oh oh, I don't want to brush my teeth. You don't want to brush your teeth. Yeah, because you know this this this. this. Then you repeat mm. again this 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 this, and then eventually you can lead them, and then you, you can influence them to brush their teeth. Oh, <laughs> how did that? <laughs> I remember the the author of this book. Uh, his name is Chris Voss. He said that this trick, this this idea about mirroring, is so effective. That people think like it's some kind of Jedi mind trick. So I'm like, wow, you know, <laughs> this book teaches you how to be a Jedi, you know. So, <laughs> so, but yeah, it's it's really, really powerful. Uh, you try it, actually, it gives the idea that because uh, human beings, and why is this uh, stated as a negotiate negotiating tactic? Because human beings have the desire to be listened to, they want to be heard. Mm. So when they you want to feel important, right? Yes, they want to feel mm. important, exactly. So when you repeat those last three words, you're like, oh. Oh, this guy gets me. Mm. So mm. then they are more likely to listen up to okay, Aziz, what do you have to sell? Yeah. <laughs> right. Plus, plus, you need to be sincere. If you, uh, mm, okay. you need to be sincere. If you're not sincere, they, I think our counterpart can sense it, right? <laughs> yeah. I think sincere because I think to do this takes takes a toll on you. It's yes, not going to be yeah. easy. Yes, sabar, you, sabar, you're giving you a sabar. lot. Exactly. Sabar, yeah. Come back to you're sabar. You're giving yes. a lot to, to them, but sometimes you you're giving. If they don't do this, return the favors, you you actually giving excuse like uh, it's okay. I I don't need it from you. So actually, at times it can most of the time it can be one side one way. Yes, you're right. But mm. and, and to be consistent with this, actually, it needs a lot. 
it has to be tied to a really strong intention yeah yes. sincere to, uh, to to Allah's reward and the day of judgment yeah because if you do this you're right you're absolutely right i mean if you continue this for a while eventually the thoughts are going to come hey when is my turn going to come huh? <laughs> <laughs> why is only this guy like what about me you know <laughs> but yeah to be likable is to kind of like yeah take a step back and, yeah inshallah and actually because it's so okay, a lot of benefit to that but also it, it avoids like a let's say if if you if alhamdulillah through Allah's hidayah you can, you're able to maintain this likable person for a long time so mashallah this is good for you Or another the flip side to that is if you're not able to do any of those likable personality, people say okay this guy is a uh, toxic guy yeah. But worse, what worse is one day you're likable, the next day you're a monster, the third day you're you're a monster, the fourth day you're likable. Then this guy is is a is a nutcase. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. Consistency. Consistency. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I think one of the another one is to make sure we have. Uh, I think the a key thing about being likable is respect, lah. And it, I think this is something that's easier said than done. I think one of the reason the the biggest factors I see people are not great team players is is because they have this lack of respect for others. So it can come in a few ways. Number one, mm. they are openly disrespectful to others. They are very offensive, openly critical. They they insult ideas or opinions. And what this does actually it creates this aura of distrust. It creates like this feeling of unsafeness to speak up. And this is mm-hmm. what the the hypocrites used to do. Uh, if you look at the narrations of hadith, notice right how people like Abdullah bin Ubay bin Salul they would openly criticize and insult the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. So if you're mm-hmm. among that gathering, you're like, oh, okay, I better not say anything. You know, like it, it it discourages you from speaking up. So and actually, I've experienced this firsthand. You remember the guy that I told you that that the example of the brilliant guy who is you know that kind of character, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, that guy. I made an observation. Yeah, every time he enters a meeting. Before that, people are like, you know, discussing ideas, chit chat, all these things, right? When he comes in, people are quiet. Suddenly, <laughs> become a cave. Yeah, oh. they become very reserved now. Oh, okay. Oh. And people don't realize this, and I'm like, hey, oh, okay. Then when I when I actually I gave feedback to that person, I said, you know, this is something you got to work on, lah. Because I mean, we're not we're not we don't want to insult, like we want to we want to nasihah, right? Mm. So yeah, and then he said, oh, really? Yeah, that's that's what happened, yeah. So eventually, mashallah, alhamdulillah, he is is improving right now. But yeah, so uh, being disrespectful, that that being disrespectful is actually making you less of a team player. It kind of limits the 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 team's collaborative capacity and their willingness to work with others. So and then this kind of respect it it, it opens up to other things like your gender, your race, or uh, principles and so on. So yeah, I think this is one of the things that we have to train ourselves as well. That's why I agree because if we don't respect anyone, we would not smile with with. But to that people, we won't. We would not listen to anyone, right? If we don't have respect. Sometimes, like due to because they have a do- such a dominant character, right? They like to dominate meetings. They like to dominate discussion. So they might have really good ideas, but really one idea can never can never fight with five people's idea, yeah, or with ten people's idea. Like uh, I recently I just went to to this workshop. Before this, I'm so accustomed to this. Brainstorming uh, method, but in one particular workshop, they do a brain writing, and 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 brain writing. What they do is like nobody speaks. You only write down what 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 are your thoughts. And mashallah, I think oh. even the the most reserved introvert, yeah, gets a read gets all the nice the, the good the good uh, ideas, yeah. Okay. And yeah. So in a normal discussion, and all these ideas you would never be heard, would never been uh, brought to, mm. the, to 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 the discussion because of their nature, yeah. Mm, the loud guys will always dominate, right? That's right. Mashallah. <laughs> 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 I think just just one of the things that I want to recommend to all of our everyone out there, to my brothers here, and also to the listeners out there, I I like to recommend to all of you to get into the habit of volunteering yourself to collaborate with mm. other dakwah or charity organizations. But the key here, right, is don't be selective about what role you will play. Don't be. Don't consider yourself to be too old or too overqualified. You know, you humble yourself. Play any role in that organization. And actually, this is actually how I try. How I force myself to develop these team player abilities. I used to volunteer for a lot of different activities. I used to do all sorts of roles, no matter how small. Whether it's to be the driver, the one handling registrations, the one who ushers the audiences into the hall, the group facilitator, facilitator, the speaker, the MC, whatever it is, lah. Right, just just do all these roles, and all of these actually I find to be very valuable experiences. Yeah, that you try to just be a good team player, 
right? Even if you might have better ideas, just collaborate and do what's best. And eventually you, you develop that muscle. So inshallah, this is something that I think all of us is a practical tip lah, that you can take home. Right? It's, it's interesting as well because once you expose yourself to different roles, let's say in an organization, you see things that people don't see yeah. from the perspective. So, yeah. so automatically when you are in playing your part in another position, you know what that person is experiencing and you know how it is to be in their shoes. Exactly. Therefore, there's more empathy, there's more collaboration, there's more likability, you know? So, mashallah, yeah. this is a good way to train your, yeah. your likable muscles. <laughs> yeah, your likable muscles. Actually, that's a really good point because when you realize what, later on, when you let's say when you get more experience and you start managing the project, right? And then when people come up with an, a reason why something is delayed or you have a challenge, you're like, oh yeah, that is quite difficult. You can empathize. That, yeah. That's supposed mm, to like, okay. ah, this oh. guy, excuse, you know. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> so that makes yeah, you a much mashallah. more likable leader as well in the long run. Mashallah. 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 Mm. And actually, that's a that's an interesting point that you said that. Uh, that's one of the hikmah behind the Prophet ﷺ. He was somebody who always used to do the groundwork, right? When they were they're digging the trench in Khandak, right? The Battle of Khandak. He was the one on the front lines digging the trench and he was the one tying the stones to his stomach out of hunger, right? He was mm. with them. Yes, he wasn't yes, just yes, the guy who's yes. like, Okay, you dig over there, you dig over there. Mm. Anything you call me, you call me at home. <laughs> he's, not there. he's the guy who's he's there in, in, in the front lines. And in fact, there's one hadith, mm. I think it's in Al-Bukhari or was it Muslim, where uh, the companions, I think it was Ali who, who narrated this, which makes it even more amazing. They said when the battle gets really, really difficult, we would try to rally behind our leader, the Prophet ﷺ. But we always find yeah. him in the front lines. He's the one in the thick and thin of the battle. SubhanAllah. Right? surprising yeah that's amazing right <laughs> so that creates like this empathy he knows what it's like to be on the front lines he knows what it's like to be on the ground so that 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 makes him more likable because despite all that he is still you know like he he, he is who he is mashallah mashallah hmm, interesting point okay mashallah so brother Ami, you wanna okay yeah so i just want to share this is what, what uh, there was there was a uh, discussion by from shape new timing about about good akhlaq yeah so at the end he says this like that the impact of good because to be likable has to come from good akhlaq. And good mm. akhlaq uh, effect way surpass, uh, surpass, uh, surpass the effect of wealth or power. Yeah? Good akhlaq mm. suppress that. And good akhlaq is, is a sign of a mukmin and a sense of taqwa. So he quoted a poem, a poet, a wise word to his son. So how do you know taqwa? Taqwa is so difficult to see. The poet said, taqwa is difficult to see. But it can be seen from a cheerful face and a soft tongue. So that because that will create a lot of happiness in and in, in, in people's heart. So be a likable person. Do not inconvenience, do not bother, do not cause harm to other people. Be the one that, that's gonna be a help to others and do it with a cheerful face. That's all I have here. Yeah. That's an interesting point as well, actually, because sometimes we feel that good akhlaq is something that precedes but actually it's a result of you mm. having the iman the mm. correct iman the correct taqwa and that yes, is actually yes, the yes. result of what's in the heart then mm. it, it presents in your actions so so how you can have good akhlaq is trying to increase your iman trying to uh, uh, be closer to Allah this will inshallah result in your actions being uh, in a better accordance with uh, the sharia and you have good akhlaq as a result. So that's one interesting observation. Yeah, that's true. It's like it's almost as if good akhlaq is a symptom of what's in your heart, which is the taqwa and iman. So the, the kind words, the nice appearance that you have to other people is a sign that you're doing this because this is what Allah is pleased with. So mashallah, I think it's, it's a nice way of tying things up in the big perspective. Maybe I can share a hadith that concludes, that concludes uh, what the brothers have been talking about. You say that you know it's a symptom of what's really inside, right? So this is a hadith where the Prophet ﷺ, he said, The true wealth is not the it's not having a lot of possessions, but true wealth is the richness of the soul. So if you have a rich soul, it shows through your limbs, it shows through the words that the, the choice of words you use. You, you choose to say right and it shows it shows through your helping of other people and your, your sadaqah and you know uh, your amal your your good deeds your good actions behind closed doors so all of this 
and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he knows all of this and it's not it's not going to be unrewarded Okay, so with that, inshallah, we conclude our discussion for today, right? Uh, very good discussion, mashallah. So may Allah Azza wa Jal imbue us with the most beautiful of akhlaq uh, and mm-hmm. in becoming among the likable people at our workplace and in da'wah, in our communities, and especially to our family members. Yeah? Ameen. Ameen. Ameen, ameen. Actually, subhanallah, it's, it's really motivating to know that all these things, at the end of the day, it's something that benefits us in the hereafter. So definitely you'll see this in the dunya, but in the hereafter, Allah will be pleased with it. So mashallah, you just have to direct your attention doing this for the sake of Allah. Mashallah, you have greater reward to look forward to in the akhirah. Yeah, because mashallah. usually the book, uh, Western ideas about being likable is more to business and worldly right. things, right? Right, mm. yeah. So with that, we end this discussion, inshallah. Subhanakallahumma bihamdik. Wa nashhadu Allah ilaha ila anta. Wa nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilaik. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.